At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare zumo play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies and full tv series you'll easily find something to watch right away and the best part it's all free love music get lost in the 90s with iheart 90s dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iheart radio music channels no logins no signups no accounts no hassle so what are you waiting for start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and google play stores today all you can stream with zumo play judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Breaking down every game every day in Major League Baseball. This is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. Welcome to Lovey Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast, and we've got a tremendous podcast for you as in the second segment, we go out to our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. We're going to be chatting with Christian. He does great work with the Monumental Sports Network. He's going to be joining me to take a look at Monday's games and also what we are seeing in terms of some of these postseason races as well. He is joining me quite a bit on the podcast throughout the season, and it is always a pleasure to get him aboard. So going to have a nice chat in segment number two. In the final segment, going to give you guys picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this MLB Monday as we touch them all. First things first, always do love to be able to answer your Twitter questions on this podcast. If you got one or two ways to be able to fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at Janet underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters EM. It mean, does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline and the other ways via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. And this is an episode brought to you by Yes on Prop 27 and DraftKings. Half the country already allows online sports betting for adults 21 years or older, and it's time to get California in on the action. Those in cities like New York, Boston, you're able to go down the list. 
They're able bet online. Californians, they're stuck with shady bookies. They're left out of the action. So Prop 27 helps ensure California finally catches up. So vote yes on Prop 27 and vote yes on taking a look at some games that we wound getting on Sunday and a very high-scoring day of baseball on Sunday. So let's take a look back at it. Try to find some trends and try to get to know these teams a little bit better. A game from yesterday is Greg buzzing about. Here is the Rowdy Recap. How about another complete game from Sandy Alcantara? The Miami Marlins, they get it done by a count of 3-1. to one. And for the Marlins, three runs or fewer. Now 33 out of their last 39 games, but... Got just enough offense to get it done as it was Garrett Cooper's ninth home run season off of Mr. Anibal Sanchez. And Sanchez, not a bad start. Gives up two runs over the course of six innings, even against the Marlins. That's still not bad. Mason Thompson, Andres Machado, they both lend a scoreless inning. And Jordan Weems, he gives up a run in an inning. But for the Nationals, not a lot doing as Mr. Sandy Alcantara gives up a one run in nine innings. Another complete game for him. He's able to get it done. That is a W as that is five complete games for Sandy Alcantara this season. I don't think that there's another team in baseball that has five complete games this season. It has been very impressive to watch him. It was impressive to take a look at the Boston Red Sox offense as well on Sunday as they put up 20. It's 13 runs. They take down the Kansas City Royals by kind of 13-3 for the Royals. They go 1-12 of with men in scoring position. You did have Salvador Perez go deep off of Nick Pavetta for a home run number 22 of the season. Pavetta gives up three runs of five innings and then Caleb Ort, Matt Barnes, Matt Stram, and John Schreiber all deliver a scoreless inning from there for Boston. You didn't have any home runs for this team, but they go 8 of 21 with Ben in scoring position and Chris with a K. Bubich. Well, he did not wind up making it three full innings. Two and two thirds innings. He gives up five runs along the way and for our good friend Chris with a K. Bubich, he is now allowed at least three runs and now out of his last seven starts, six of them, so not great. He did have Colin Sider give up four runs in an inning of work. Luke Weaver gives up two runs in two innings. He did have Jose Cuas give up nothing in his one and a third innings, but Carlos Hernandez, he gives up two runs in two-thirds of an inning, and Anthony Mitrovich got it out without giving up a run, so yay verily there. The Atlanta Braves, they get it done against the Philadelphia Phillies by a cut of 5-2. to two. For the Phillies, not a lot doing on offense. Pair of solo home runs. Alec Bohm, 12th home run season off the starter, Spencer Strider. And then Jesse Chavez in the ninth inning allowed a home run to JT Riumito when it was just too late for the Phillies as Strider. He and Michael Harris, the second teammates. I mean, at this point, I think that they should just be co-rookies of the year for Strider. Ten punch outs. He gives up that solo home run over the course of six innings. And for Michael Harris, the second, he had himself a relatively solid game in this one as well. as He wound up being able to have an RBI hit on a pair of runs. Tyler Madzik, A.J. Minter both deliver a squirrel setting before Jesse Chavez allows his home run of his own end for Atlanta. Pair of home runs. William Contreras, 19th home run of the campaign off of Connor Brogdon and Sam Coonrod allows one to Robbie Grossman for his 7th of the season. Bailey Falter, not a lot of length, but it wasn't bad. Gave up one run in four and two-thirds innings. Andrew Bellotti gives up nothing in his one out out of the bullpen. David Robertson allows a run in an inning, and then Sam Coonrod and Connor Brogdon gave up those two home runs. Coonrod, two runs surrendered in an inning, and Brogdon, he gave up one run over the course of his inning of work. RDK Nation, big hit as the LA Angels, they get it done against the Seattle Mariners 5-1. to one. Reed Detmers has been very good since getting sent down to the minors. He's got a sub-3 ERA since coming back up. 
Was one run in six innings. Jimmy Erget, Ryan Tapera, Jose Quiata all deliver a scoreless inning from there, and it was the Luis Renifo show. He goes deep off of one Marco Gonzalez twice. His 14th and 15th home run season, and it was career home run number one for 22-year-old Levan Soto. He goes deep off of Marco Gonzalez, who allowed all five runs in six and a third innings. This guy was doing for regression, and well, he regressed, giving up three home runs. Chris Flexen gets five outs on the bullpen without allowing a run from there. And for Seattle, they've actually got the worst batting average in the American League post-All-Star break, and that showed through on Sunday. You had the Houston Astros completely pummel the Oakland A's 11-2, the final for Oakland. Ken Waldachuk, well, he got chucked to the curb as he gave up five runs in two and two-thirds innings. He had three runs, two of which were earned, surrendered by Colin Wiles in three innings. Might be Wiley's. I apologize if I pronounce that last name wrong, but young gun for the Oakland A's did not have a great showing. Nore Ruiz delivers a scoreless inning. Kirby Seen, he gives up one run in two-thirds of an inning, and Tyler Sear, he gives up two runs in two-thirds of an inning, including the lone home run in this game. Martin Maldonado is 13th of the campaign. That was a three-run shot as Fromber Valdez. He goes six-plus innings for, I believe, now his 24th straight start, giving up two runs along the way. Phil Maiden, Rafael Montero, Ryan Presley all come in for scoreless innings from there. The Yankees and the Brewers played a wild one, and for Aaron Judge, he gets home runs 58 and 59 of the season, and he's one point away from being the triple crown holder in the American League. 12 to 8, the final. Aaron Judge goes 4 of 5, going deep twice as one of those home runs comes off of Jason Alexander. No, not George Costanza from Seinfeld, and the other comes off of Luis Perdomo. For Perdomo, gives up three runs in one and two-thirds innings. Alexander, he gave up three bombs in three and two-thirds innings. One of those was to Judge. He gave one up to Anthony Rizzo, 31st home run of the season. And then the other home run, that comes off of Osvaldo Cabrera's bat, second home run season. He also had Aaron Hicks go deep off of Luis Perdomo for his seventh home run of the campaign. For the Brewers, the rest of the pitching oh, wasn't too much better as Hobie Milner gives up two runs in a third of an inning. Justin Topa gives up two unearned runs in a third of an inning. Brent Suter, a pair of outs out of the bullpen. And Trevor Kelly gives up two runs in two and a third innings. And for the Milwaukee Brewers, they had their bats going as Tyrone Taylor goes deep off of Garrett Cole for his 17th home run season. Cole gives one up to Colton Wong, 12th home run season. Clark Schmidt serves one up to Rowdy Tillis, 31st home run of the season for Cole. Gives up four runs in five innings. Gets the win. Not necessarily deserving. And then Clark Schmidt gives up two runs in two and a third innings. Jonathan Lewisga gives up nothing in his two-thirds of an inning. And Wandy Peralta did not get it out. He gave up two runs along the way before Clay Holmes came in and mopped things up, getting out of a bases-loaded jam that could have been a big, giant calamity for the New York Yankees. For the Chicago White Sox, they gave Vince Velasquez the start, and he somehow got it done. 11-5. White Sox get the W. Not necessarily Velasquez getting it done. He went four innings, gave up two runs, which for him is not too bad. He did give up a home run along the way as Mr. Willie Castro gets his seventh home run season. Then Javi Baez, a little bit later on, gets home run number 14 off of Tanner Banks. Will add one run in three innings. Jose Ruiz, he gives up two runs in a third of an inning. And Jimmy Lambert, he goes a scoreless inning before the White Sox. Trail of bombs as Andrew Vaughn, 17th home run season. You had home run number 14 off the bat of Eloy Jimenez, and A.J. Pollock gets his 12th home run season for Pollock. His home run comes off the starter in Drew Hutchinson, who he got smoked, giving up six runs in four and two-thirds innings. You had Garrett Hill give up three runs in two innings, including another one of those bombs that Jason Foley gives up a solo run in a third of an inning. Andrew Jaffin gives up a run in an inning. It was an unearned run, and then Daniel Norris, he was able to come in. He's able to hold it down for a scoreless inning, but... 
White Sox got the win that they needed because now they gain a game on the Cleveland Guardians who fall to the Minnesota Twins 3-0. Twins shut them out. Great start here from Joe Ryan. Seven and two-thirds hanging scoreless. Giovanni Morin gets it out of the bullpen and Yohan Duran comes in. He gets a scoreless heading for a save as Jake Cave. He goes deep off of Cody Morris. Fifth home run season for Morris. More length than expected. He had not thrown more than 61 pitches in a minor league start all season long. Gives up just that home run in six innings. So a tough luck loser there. Aniel De Los Santos Gives up two runs in the ninth inning, and Eli Morgan, two scoreless innings out of him, but for the Cleveland Guardians, absolutely nothing doing in offense after they wound up playing, I believe, a combined 24 innings on Saturday. So, clearly a dead bit tired. The Baltimore Orioles kept their slim playoff hopes alive. They take down the Toronto Blue Jays by a count of 5-4. to four. Blue Jays were down two runs going into the eighth inning. Things were looking grim, and then Asus Aguiar gets his 16th home run season. That comes off of Adam Simber after he had a good start out of Malik Manoa. Manoa, what? He gave up just one run in six innings. Trevor Richards, a scoreless inning, and then Simber gives up that solo run in an inning, and Jordan Romano gave it up. Three runs surrendered in the ninth inning as he came on for a save, and it's been relatively solid all season long, and for the Blue Jays, Liger Jr. was solid, got his 29th home run season off of Dylan Tate, and Dean Kramer, he gives up a home run to Janie Jansen, 13th of the campaign for Kramer, gives up two runs in five and two-thirds innings, including that home run. Dylan Tate gave up the solo home run to Vladdy in his one and a third innings. Joey Crebiel, a scoreless inning, and Felix Bautista gets a save, giving up a run in an inning, but Baltimore, they keep hope alive, and you know who else is staying alive in terms of their playoff hopes? That means San Diego Padres says now they lead the Milwaukee Brewers by a few games for that final wildcard spot as they get it done against the Arizona Diamondbacks by a count of 6-1, and for you, Darvish, ever since he's gotten to San Diego, it has been a little bit of a tough stretch for him when he's been on the road, but in this one, he was able to do a very solid job as he surrenders just one it in six innings, punching out eight. He had Robert Suarez provide a scoreless inning and uttering Motajon. Cleans up the final two innings, giving up one run along the way as Manny Machado goes deep for home run number 29 of the season off of Ryan Nelson and Young Nelson. He gave up a home run to Juan Soto. For Soto, his 25th of the season, just his fourth since joining the San Diego Padres as Nelson. Not necessarily the world's worst start. He gives up those two home runs, four runs, three of which were earned in total. Considering where he was at the minor league level, not terrible though. Taylor Widener, one and two-thirds inning scoreless, and then Ian Kennedy and Mark Melanson both deliver an inning, both give up a run along the way. The biggest favorite of the day, the New York Mets. It was not the world's most smooth sailing for them, but in the eighth, they were able to separate. They get it done against the Pittsburgh Pirates by a count of 7-3 as Jacob deGrom did not look like Jacob deGrom in this one with the way that he was giving up runs. Now, he got 13 strikeouts among the 15 outs they got, but he gave up three runs along the way, including home run going deep. Onyel Cruz, 17th home run season and I believe his sixth home run over the last three weeks. He has really gotten out with the bat. From there, South Lugo and Trevor May deliver a scoreless setting and Yoli Rodriguez, two scoreless settings. For the Mets, they left 13 men on base, but they completely explode in that eighth inning. As for the Pittsburgh Pirates, Yohan Oviedo gives up three runs in four innings. William Crow, two scoreless settings. And then Robert Stevenson gives up a run in an inning. And Manny Benuelos, two runs surrender while getting just one out. Dwayne Underwood Jr., an unearned run as the Pittsburgh Pirates. They had four errors in this game, which really put their pitching behind the eight ball and made it very, very doable for the Mets to be able to cover that run line. The St. Louis Cardinals get shut out by the Cincinnati Reds 3-0 as Luis Sessa came out and did his part. Five scoreless innings from there. Joe Kunal and Derek Law 
piggyback each other. Three scoreless settings. Buck Farmer, a scoreless setting from there. And Stuart Fairchild takes Jordan Montgomery deep for his fifth home run season for Montgomery. Not necessarily his A-plus stuff, giving up three runs in five and a third innings, including that home run. The Woodford and Jake Woodford was able to go two and two-thirds innings scoreless, and then Packy Knott and Chris Strain. They combined for a scoreless setting, but the St. Louis Cardinals offense has been solid all season long. Nothing doing for them. You had a whole bunch of unders in the Rockies versus the Cubs series, but the Rockies get it done by a count of 4-3 to three against the Cubs. They get all four of their runs in the first two innings of this one as not a great start for Aviat Assad. Gives up four runs in two innings, including home run. Going deep for Colorado, Connor Joe makes it go for his seventh home run season. Bullpen from there was great. Eric Hume and Mark Leiter Jr. They both go two scoreless innings apiece. Michael Rucker, Manuel Rodriguez, Rowan Wick all deliver a scoreless inning. And you had Jan Gomes go deep for home run number eight of the season off of Ryan Feltner. Feltner gives up three runs of five in the third innings. And then the Rockies bullpen, who has not been great, they do their part as Justin Lawrence pair of outside the bullpen to Nelson Lamette, Carlos Estevez, Daniel Bard. They are all able to supply a scoreless inning as well. The uh, Tampa Bay Rays play host to the Texas Rangers, and they get a win that they were needing, 5-3. For the Texas Rangers, Glenn Otto, not long for this game, giving up four runs in three and a third innings. Otto the Minion might have been able to pitch better than he did as Christian Bethencourt, 11th home run season at Jose Siri. His sixth of the campaign for Jeffrey Springs gives up three runs, two of which were earned in five and two-thirds innings as he allowed a pair of home runs of his own. Corey Seager, home run number 31 of the season, and the young pup in Josh Jung. He goes deep, home run number three of the season. Very good up-and-coming prospect for the Texas Rangers, but from there, the Rays' bullpen just continues to be terrific. Avi Guerra, Colin Pooch, Pete Fairbanks, all deliver a squirrel setting, and Brooks Raley is able to get an out out of the bullpen. Meanwhile, for Texas, bullpen was not bad, as he did have Brock Burke give up a run in an inning, but John King, Jonathan Hernandez, Matt Moore, they're all able to supply a scroll of setting. And as I'm doing this, not able to give you too much on Sunday Night Baseball. As I do this, it is 0-0 zero zero between the Dodgers and the Giants. I will clean that up on the podcast tomorrow since now the Greg Peterson experience is every very technically late Sunday through Thursday, West Coast, midnight to 3, Monday through Friday out there on the East Coast, which is why I have to do the recap a little bit sooner. But in terms of everything that has one final, so I'm able to give you 14 out of the 15 games and everything that we We've seen over the last 60 days in Major League Baseball. We have been seeing home favorites really coming through. 301 and 172 are home favorites over the last 60 days, but among these 301 home favorites that have won outright, 85 have failed to cover the run line. That is a big moniker as over the last 60 days, nearly 52% of games won under the total. 394 unders to 367 overs. And if you're just taking a look at the last week in Major League Baseball, we have seen a lot of under action. 56 unders, uh, 34 overs. That is 62.2% to the under now. In terms of what we wound up getting on Sunday, you did wind up seeing some higher scoring games, so that was able to be a little bit of a booster. But if you're taking a look at season to date in Major League Baseball, 1,073 under 997 overs, so about 51.8% of games have won under the total with favorites hitting at 60.5%, 1,315 and 858 in this span. So that's what we wound up getting in Major League Baseball on Sunday, and that's where we're seeing trends Wise coming up next, we're going to be talking to Christian. He does great work over there at Monumental Sports Network. We're going to be taking a look at Monday's games and some of these playoff races next right here on the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of the Decent Family Podcast. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply from BBC Radio 4 Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip I thought in that moment oh my god we've summoned something from this board this is Uncanny USA he says somebody's in the house and I screamed Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball, this is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. Always great to be joined by our guest, as Chris Chian does great work over at the Monumental Sports Network. He does the show Monday through Friday called By the Book. He does absolutely amazing work out there in the city of Washington, D.C., I guess the district of Washington, D.C. with that and so much more as they actually do that show from where the Washington Wizards wind up playing their games. I believe that that would be Capital One Arena. So always great to be able to get Chris aboard. You're able to follow him on Twitter at the Big Cheese Show. That is the words the and then big and then C-H-E-E and show all together. And Chris, it is always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Thanks, Greg, for having me. Yes, it's a tough time for D.C. sports, but... At the sports book, we're expanding. We've got more kiosks to make wagers. Guy Fieri opening his restaurant there. So uh, good times to be had in uh, Chinatown, D.C., no doubt. Absolutely. And even though the Washington Nationals, as we know, they are not going to be making the postseason, they've actually provided a lot of value the last few weeks as being like a plus 250 underdog in a lot of these spots, being a pesky team. And I think that that's just so important to recognize the final two and a half weeks of the season. We're going to be getting postseason baseball 
relatively soon. And it's going to be great when you have teams like the Astros and the Yankees and what have you slugging it out. But these last two and a half weeks of the regular season, I think that it's important for people to note that even though the front offices might be taking the guys out there on the field, many of them, especially someone that is on like the Washington Nationals, someone like a Joey Manessis, who is a 30-year-old journeyman that is finally getting an opportunity at the big leagues. These guys are playing for their livelihoods, and you don't want to be just blindly fading these teams because there's a lot of guys that they're playing with a lot of pride these last few weeks, and some of these teams like the Houston Astros, like the LA Dodgers, are probably going to be resting these guys, which means that some of these plus $2 underdogs, I think are going to have some good value the final two, two and a half weeks of the season. Yeah, absolutely. When you're talking about a Nationals team that in the trade for Juan Soto still did get Luke Voigt. I felt like this guy always kind of was on the wrong end of the injury front, but when he plays, he's a slugger and you know, Nelson Cruz, he's hanging on to his last at-bats. We'll see if he comes back next season, but certainly has looked quite a bit slower at the plate when it comes oh, to yeah. his bat speed there. But they've got some young guys like Luis Garcia who want to make a play for next season as well, too. So it wouldn't be a spot for me Monday where I'd be looking at Washington. I mean, Atlanta is just a, a bunch. You got a guy like Kyle Wright, seventh highest ground ball rate. Those are the kind of pitchers I like to target any time of the year. Um, and, you know, you're looking at a guy like Framber Valdez, who has been profitable if you've backed him this year. Yeah, he's got the best ground ball rate in all of baseball. So when we're looking at betting in September, I do try to find the teams that are hot. And speaking about the Nationals in 2019, I took a flyer on them because they were playing great baseball coming into the postseason. You do want to have some momentum. Some of these teams have it. Like you and I have talked about a team like the Tampa Bay Rays, who have been playing good baseball as of late, winners of three of their last four, and then they're going to be getting Tyler Glass now conceivably back to pitch in the bullpen. So when I'm looking at September baseball, yeah, the values I certainly want to take advantage of with some of these teams. Monday, maybe, you know, a Merrill Kelly spot, I'll look something like that late with the Diamondbacks. But, I mean, he just kind of got torched by them, so I don't know that I'll necessarily go there. But look for those spots, but... A lot of these teams, Greg, with the expanded postseason are playing for something. And I think that's just great for us as, you know, betters and casual fans alike that we've got teams playing for something as we head close to the postseason. And you mentioned that there's a lot of teams that are playing for something. And I think we both agree this team's playoff hopes, they're pretty slim at this point. They're on relatively life support. But that life support for the Baltimore Orioles, a team that's relatively close to your neck of the woods, being, shall we say, lengthened by at least a day with the comeback that they had on Sunday. As joining me on the podcast, we do have Chris Gian does great work over at the Monumental Sports Network. And with the Baltimore Orioles, they've got a good chance to be able to put a W up on the board on Monday as they play us to a Tigers team that's going to throw out their Tyler Alexander, who's got north of a 7 ERA when he's pitched on the road this season. And for the Baltimore Orioles, you mentioned it with them. This is a scrappy team. They are not going to go down without a fight. They were down two runs going into the eighth inning of that game against the Toronto Blue Jays on Sunday. On Saturday, it wasn't such a great showing for them, and you figured that that might be all. And I think, like I said, we're both in agreement, probably not going to be a case of which the Orioles are going to make the postseason, but this is not a team that's going to roll over. This is not a team that, until they are mathematically eliminated, that you could tell them that they are not going to make the postseason, and that is very refreshing to see. Absolutely. After Sunday's games, trailing Seattle by four for that last wild card spot. So with a couple of weeks left here, you don't really think they've got a great chance. And 
you kind of saw the writing on the wall a little bit with this team and their pitching staff. I mean, you know, when, when you've got the likes of, of a team like Tampa, you know, rolling out guys like Rasmussen and Shane McClanahan, I mean, the Orioles just don't have that. I mean, Tyler Wells and Watkins and Voth and not guys who are going to give you the land. And, and they kind of, Mark Elias built this team with the intention of it competing next season. They got great results out of their bullpen, still are with guys like Bautista. But then they ran into the buzzsaw that is the Toronto Blue Jays, who are really swinging good bats in the month of September. And that's just kind of the way it goes for you. And then Ryan Mountcastle getting hurt too, so he didn't play in the series finale there against the Blue Jays. They've got a great lineup. It's just the starting pitching isn't strong enough to take them to the next level. And when you're in the American League East, I mean, even Boston is not going to make the postseason this year. They're not a team that rolls over either. They can still play good baseball and have great bats. So, um, you know, next year for the Orioles and they have some of these guys playing regularly, the young cats, again, that they've acquired over the years. But this year, they're always going to be a tough out. And when you're playing a Tigers team, they show flashes that they can hit every now and then. But in general, I'm not going to be trusting their bats. Yeah, now with the Detroit Tigers there, dead last in the American League in terms of runs per game, typically on a day-in and day-out basis, at least five of the guys that are in the starting lineup are hitting below 220. That's just not terrific. Their leader in home runs has 14 right now. The only team that is worse is the Miami Marlins, who literally do not have a single bat in their lineup that has more than nine home runs that is not currently on the injured list. And not sure how you've been playing some of these Miami Marlins games because they're going to be playing on Monday as well. But for me, it's just under until further notice. The only way I could take an over on the Miami Marlins at this point is if I think that the other team is just going to put up that many runs all by themselves when they like call someone up from the minor leagues like that. I believe it was Brian Hoying guy or something like that who wanted to get in some starts. He was just giving up like seven runs in three innings. That was like the only way I could even consider in over with the Miami Marlins. And hey, there is a lot of value in being able to take unders, but it has been quite stark to take a look at teams like the Miami Marlins and the Detroit Tigers that they just have so much offensive ineptitude that the way to make a profit off them has just been betting the under. Yeah, so a lot of times these Marlins games here on the East Coast start at 6.40, or at least they did against the Phillies Eastern time, and my show ends at 6.30. I hop in the car, and I listen to Marlins Phillies on my hour ride home. It's kind of nice, and it worked out the other day when it was 2-1, to one, but I've been also taking Marlins plus 1.5, getting that extra hook, because sometimes taking just straight money line dogs like the Marlins uh, – um, over time is not going to be profitable. I know you got to lay some juice on it, but like I did that against the Rangers because I don't trust John Gray, never really have. I know he goes through stretches where he pitches decently, um, but but it also can fail me too. I mean, Edward Cabrera, that start against the Phillies, he was doing pretty good last week, but then it was just JT Real Muto, Bryce Harper, the wheels came off in the Marlins bullpen. Even though guys like Dylan Floro pitching decently, you can't really necessarily trust them either. I'm always a Marlins under better primary myself too they got groshans the kid that they just called up who's been swinging a decent bat but just not like enough like jj lade you could just go down this lineup and these bats have not been impressive jesus algo they got rid of and he's been you know with the orioles now he was their leader in home runs i believe as well which is just absolutely hilarious so has not been great for them as Christian does a great job over there at the Monumental Sports Network is joining me on the podcast. And we really do have two big series. They're going to be starting up on Monday. That'd be Astros versus Rays and then the Mets versus the Brewers. These are the games in which involve big time playoff implications because with the Brewers 
There's still somehow, some way clinging on to life in the National League wildcard. They're not going to be able to catch the Cardinals for the division, but they cannot lose this start, in my opinion, with Corbin Burns going. He's going to be going up against Max Scherzer, who's coming off the injured list. He made a couple rehab assignment starts and looked relatively solid in them. And he's already done this once before, where he spent a rather lengthy time on the injured list, came back, looked like the Max Scherzer of old. This is about as much of a pick as you can get with a total of seven. Very fascinating game. I give a slight edge to Max Scherzer just because the Brewers really dove into their bullpen yesterday. Jason Alexander, no, not the man that played George Costanza from Seinfeld, though he might have been able to do as good as the Jason Alexander that actually pitched on Sunday. Did not lend a very good start. And with the Milwaukee Brewers, it just feels like things have went straight down the toilet bowl for them ever since the trade deadline. Yeah, with the Brewers... Corbin Burns, I think I faded him a couple weeks ago and he had 14 strikeouts. He's been a tougher one to figure out because in the month of September, he's got nearly a four ERA. On the year 297, though, still top 10K per nine rate. Um, a guest that you have on, Danny Vietti, was tweeting out his numbers when he won the Cy Young last year. He had a 243 ERA. So, like, you know, still by and large, Corbin Burns, outstanding pitcher, not somebody you want to be fading. But when you look at this Mets team, just put up seven runs against the Pirates on Sunday, albeit it's against a guy like Oviedo, somebody who they just saw, and the Pirates have an abysmal bullpen and lineup just in general. But the Mets have good bats here, and Pete Alonso can be streaky, but when he is seeing the baseball well, Mark Canna, somebody too unsung hero for this team. Jeff McNeil with the high batting average, getting it done in the field as well. I saw him the other day running into walls. I mean, Brandon Nimmo, somebody I trust at the top of that order too. And yeah, Max Scherzer, the concern with the Mets, and maybe I've said this on this program with you before, it's obvious. What are they going to look like when the weather starts getting a little bit colder? Is Max going to have some of the issues like he did in the postseason last year when he was with the Dodgers injury-wise? Is DeGrom going to be able to hold up here? I mean, we just saw Taiwan Walker pitching outstandingly, but he sometimes has his injury concerns. What's Carlos Carrasco going to look like? The back end of that bullpen is obviously short up, but just the lineup to me looks good. You just would have to worry about some what if. So like you talked earlier about maybe taking the foot off the pedal. I mean, Max Scherzer doesn't do that. So uh, would you limit his starts at the very end? I'm not so sure, but do you throw out guys like David Peterson to get lit up, which, you know, he, he's been a bit of a disappointment in some of these starts. But you're competing with the Braves of the division, so I don't know. they got to keep it rolling. So this Mets team, you know, I still think I like them in Monday's matchup, and I like Scherzer right now. I just would worry a little bit if I was looking in the futures market with the Mets. I agree with you as well because the Mets, you'd be laying a rather hefty number north of minus $2 to take them to win the division. That's not something I would sign up for, even though they do have a little bit of a more favorable schedule, but keep in mind that the Mets and Braves are going to be playing a set in about a week or so. That, in my opinion, is going to be what decides this division. And then the other big game that we've got for Monday, in my opinion, Astros race another game that has a relatively tight spread. Braves or race, they're about a minus 110 to a minus 115 favorite. Total on this game is seven, but Drew Rasmussen goes for the Rays. I love the way that he's been able to pitch. You talked about them a little bit earlier being a team that's on a little bit of a come up. And I think that the Rays are able to ride this momentum. And with the Houston Astros, this is a bunch that they've already got the 
division signed, sealed, and delivered. They're pretty much going to be the one seed in the American League. I feel like this is a game in which it's very good for the Tampa Bay Rays to come out and get a win. And just that home field advantage in general for the Rays, because it is a little bit funky playing in the top, I think is going to play to their advantage as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I think I would look at an under spot here, potentially. Look, and it's because of the Rays relievers allowing just one run in their last 20 innings. And you've got Pete Fairbanks back in the mix. Uh, He got his eighth save Sunday, 19 consecutive scoreless appearances. They've walked the least amount of batters in baseball. Rasmussen, again, you know, in his last start, allowing the most earned runs since June when he took on the Blue Jays. But again, you know, this is a bullpen Rays second team ERA the hitters Jonathan Aranda is some somebody that the fans have been calling for with this Rays team to be getting more at bats and he has been hitting at the or at least he did you know over the weekend at the top of the lineup there Yandy Diaz not exactly the biggest power hitter what you do have to pay attention for is Randy Rosarana didn't play in Saturday or Sunday's matchup said he was sick but they'll have more on that and you know we'll see if he's ready to go for this Astros series which is obviously going to be a pivotal one and yeah the Astros going with Garcia Javier and McCullers Jr. in this series. And then Hunter Brown, the Verlander protege, uh, is going to be going in the bullpen. So, you know, this should be a fascinating series here. The Astros, they're the American League's best team. I know I've listened to your podcast a number of times. You've talked about them and their strengths. Earlier this year, I would have said it was the Yankees' league to represent in the World Series. And, you know, for me right now, it's Houston and everything, you know, just the depth of their lineup. Even guys like Martin Maldonado exploding on Sunday. It's Houston for me, especially with Verlander, AL Cy Young uh, favorite by probably a pretty decent number now. Yep, that Verlander Cy Young Award was in a little bit of question when he was on the injury list. Him coming out, throwing five no-hit innings, punching out nine against the A's, couple of Dylan C's, not having a great showing against Colorado Rockies a few days ago. That should pretty much do it for Justin Verlander. He has had an amazing season, turning back time as a 39-year-old guy who's been able to do all of this. It has been so impressive to see. And what else is impressive is what you do over there at the Monumental Sports Network. And Chris, I also know that you do a little bit of high school football coaching out there in the Washington, D.C. area as well. So you're a very busy man and a new father as well. You juggle a little bit of everything. And Every time you come on this podcast, you give great insights to let the good people at home know they're able to follow you on social media and what you've all got going on in general. Thank you for the kind words, Greg. At Monumental Sports Network is where you can watch our show by the book, 5 p.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday, talking football, baseball, all of the sports you can wager on with Meg McDonald there. And yeah, I love coming on your show, Greg, talking baseball with you. We are getting closer to the postseason. I love those day games we have when the weather starts getting colder. It's just such a great time of year. I agree. It's going to be some great October baseball. And you know what? When you wind up getting Thursday night football and you get those World Series, those ALCS, NLCS games, list goes on and on. It's just a great time in the sports calendar in general. I know that Chris is very excited for it. Does a great job covering a little bit of everything. And every time he joins this podcast, always does a great job breaking down the games with me. A big thanks to Chris for joining me on the Baseball Betting Show, now part of the Beeson family of podcasts. Coming up next, it is that time of the podcast to give you picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this MLB Monday as we touch them all. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball, this is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. It is always great to get Christian of the Monumental Sports Network aboard. He does amazing work doing the show by the book every Monday through Friday out there in the great nation's capital of Washington, D.C. So always do appreciate him hopping aboard and should be a lot of fun to see what we all wind up getting the next few weeks with the Nationals and then on a little bit more of an NL East note, the Mets and the Braves in the postseason. So big thanks to him for joining me in the last segment. Now it is that time of the podcast. I give you picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this MLB Monday as we touch them all. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. Do note that as per usual, any changes that are made to these plays will be listed up on my Twitter feed at GNNRNSquarty1. We are going to be going in the Las Vegas tradition order. This is where we go National League games first, then the American League games. Typically, interleague games will be at the bottom, but we do not have any interleague games, so that'll keep things all nice, neat, clean, and easy. So without further ado, let's dive in on 9.51, 9.52 on the betting board. It is the Miami Marlins playing against the Chicago Cubs. Wade Miley hopes to have a party out there in Miami, and Edward Cabrera is going to be going for the fish. The Marlins, between minus 140 to minus 145 favorites, between plus 120 and plus 132 is the number on Chicago. Seven is the total. The over and the under are both at minus 110. This started with the Miami Marlins being a minus 125 favorite, and you honestly had some good value with the fish. 
in that circumstance. Now the way that it's going, I'm trying to see if we can get more like a plus 135 on the Cubs. So I'm right now seeing if we can wind up getting that because with the run line, you'd have to lay minus 175 to get a run and half with the Cubs. And, and if we would get to like a minus 155 or a minus 160, we'd be there. But at current numbers, we're in no man's land. I like the opener of the Miami Marlins. But at this point, I'm trying to see if the Marlins come back down to more like a minus 135 or we can get a nice plus price on the Cubs of a plus 135. So, like I said, like the opener of the Miami Marlins. Right now, it's a no man's land because Edward Cabrera has been able to do a very good job for the Miami Marlins. As a matter of fact, since he's come off the injury list, he's given up two runs or fewer in all but two of his appearances, and he's going up against someone in Wade Miley that is an absolute pitch contact hitter. While he was rehabbing at the minor league level, he was only getting like six strikeouts per nine innings at that level. And for Wade Miley, he does a solid job of being able to induce soft contact in 28 innings this season. He's given up just one home run. He also gives up three and a half walks per nine innings, which is not ideal for a guy that pitches contact. Meanwhile, Edward Cabrera, he is going to be able to get you some swings and misses as his strikeouts per nine rate. Hovering in that neighborhood of nine and a half, he actually has a 405 home area compared to a buck 62 ERA on the road. But all in all, I do like what I've seen out of Edward Cabrera. He did wind up having six home runs surrendered in his last five contests. Many of those came in his start against the LA Dodgers and he's not going up against a Cubs team that is able to do as good of a job of being able to go deep because they would deal with an injury to Wilson Contreras. Patrick Wisdom has done nice work. He's been able to supply over 20 home runs this season and you do have Ian Happ hitting about a 275. Guys like Alfonso Rivas, David Bodie, they're hitting between about a 245 to a 255. Christopher Morello's went down a little bit more and for the Miami Marlins you don't have a single active hitter on this roster that has more than eight home runs that is not on the injured list. It's just really sad. You do have Garrett Cooper who occasionally plays. He has been able to about a 260 along with John Birdie and Joey Wendell. Birdie has actually seen that go down a little bit. And then you've got Jacob Sallings, Brian De La Cruz, Lewin Diaz, J.J. Blade, Peyton Budrick, all these guys hitting a 225 or lower end. The bullpen of the Miami Marlins is not bad. Stephen Okert has a sub-3 ERA, and then Dylan Flora, Richard Blyer, they both have been relatively solid in the bullpen. And for the Cubs, Brandon Hughes has been able to lend some good innings, but guys like Eric Uelman have not necessarily been too tremendous. You've had Rowan Wickby up and down all season long, and now he's been a little bit injured of late, so you don't want to be trusting in some of these guys that you really don't have much of a clue on, like a Michael Rucker, Manuel Rodriguez, who have not proven to be too trustworthy at this point, Jeremiah Estrada, someone that I don't want to be rolling the dice on too much, so a circumstance where, like the opener of the Miami Marlins, now it's a little bit of wait-and-see mode, one to take a plus 135 or greater with the Cubs, one to lay a minus 135 or better with the Miami Marlins, and I would need a Mondo number on the run line, which we don't have with the Miami Marlins, so it's a wait-and-see mode, unfortunately, like I said, I like the opener, and when it comes to the total, as you can imagine, set it very low with the Miami Marlins scoring three runs or fewer in 33 out of their last 39 games. That might tell us 6.3. So looking under, and if we could get to a plus 135 or greater, looking Cubs, minus 135 or less, looking at Miami. 953-954 on the betting board, the Washington Nationals. They're on the road. They're facing off against the Atlanta Braves. Kai Wright hopes to be Mr. Wright for the Bravos, and Corey Ebbett is on the bump for Washington. Washington between plus 270 and plus 285 underdogs between minus 320 and minus 345. The number on Atlanta in F is the total. The over and the under are both at minus 110 and you're looking at the Braves run line. It is a minus 155 which this is just too lofty. I 
I need it at least a plus 270 to take a shot on the Washington Nationals, but now we're up to a plus 280, and I'm going to be willing to fire in. And Kyle Wright has been a winner all season long with Atlanta. He's been able to get them to the winner's circle so much. 17 wins from thus far this season, and for Kyle Wright, he's done a nice job with right around eight and a half strikeouts per nine innings. Does a good job being able to keep things out in front of him, and is backed up by an absolutely amazing lineup as Austin Riley, 35 plus home runs. Ian Dansby, Swanson, both hitting in the neighborhood of about a 280, and then how about Michael Harris, the second hitting above a 300. He's getting a home run every like 14 to 15 at bats. It has been an incredible rookie season from Matt Olson. He's been able to slug out 28 home runs. Batting average has not necessarily been tremendous for him, but has been able to go out and do a good job all season long being able to put bat to ball and the two catchers William Contreras Travis Darno they've been incredible for right he actually has 18 wins I undersold him at first but for Kyle Wright overall for the season he's kept the ball in the air giving up one home run per nine innings at home about 0.9 home runs per nine innings with opponents sitting at 224 off of him 282 home compared to a 366 road area but keep in mind Corey Abbott he was the starting pitcher when the Washington Nationals beat Jacob deGrom as north of $3 underdogs now he has struggled on the road 623 ERA and has given up six home runs in 13 innings on the road. I'm going to go out here on a limb and say that he's doing for a little bit of positive progression when it comes to the deep ball. And it's been a Washington Nationals bullpen that has actually pitched really well. Erasmo Ramirez, Kyle Finnegan, Carl Woods Jr., they've got sub-3-5 ERAs, and you've had Erasmo Ramirez really be a good innings eater for this team. They used up Mason Thompson yesterday, but only for 13 pitches. He's got a sub-3 ERA and for the Washington Nationals. Five-plus runs in now 12 out of their last 18 games, with Joey Manessis hitting about a 310. Luis Garcia has moved line in a 285. Luke Voigt has 20-plus home runs this season as Voigt, Cesar Hernandez, both guys sitting between about a 240 to 250. You've been able to get some good at-bats out of Villarmo Vargas since he joined the team. He's been hitting above a 300. We've noticed C.J. Abrams has been able to pick it up a little bit as well. So the Washington Nationals are starting to show a little bit of life. And for the Atlanta Braves, Jackson Stevens has not been too tremendous as a long reliever for this bunch. You haven't been able to get good innings out of Rossio Iglesias. And then on top of that, you do have Tyler Mads, like A.J. Minter. These two guys are very supreme. But I think that we've gotten up a little bit too lofty on this number once again. And this is not a case where I think that the Washington Nationals should be a favor or anything like that, but they're supplying a very good, honest effort. I think that Corey Abbott could be able to do a better job of being able to keep them all in the yard. I like the way that the Nationals bullpen has been pitching. So, semi-total at 8.2. I'm looking at the under in this spot. I'm going to take north of plus 270 with the Washington Nationals as well. 9.55, 9.56 on the betting board. It is the Milwaukee Brewers playing us the New York Mets. Mad Max Scherzer goes for the Metropolitans, and Corbin Burns is on the bump for Milwaukee. It is a pick'em game. You're finding both teams anywhere between minus 104 to a minus 110, and the total is 7. The under is anywhere between minus 110 to a minus 115. The over is between minus 105 and minus 110. I set the Mets as a minus 106 favorite. Most places have this pretty much minus 105 both ways. I'm willing to lay the minus 105 with the Metropolitans. Really don't want to lay anything more than minus 105 with the Mets, but I'm willing to do so. Corbin Burns has not been himself recently. He had three straight starts where he allowed five-plus runs. Now he was able to get online in that start against the San Francisco Giants about a week and a half ago, and Corbin Burns still getting over 11 strikeouts per nine innings. Still has a sub-3 ERA for the season, but it's actually been a little bit worse at home than on the road. And this actually stems back to last season as well, where he had a home ERA that was about a half a point higher than his ERA on the road. 310 home ERA and at home this season. 
right around 1.3 home runs per nine innings surrendered. Only two walks per nine innings allowed, which is good, but certainly an issue, especially with the Milwaukee Brewers having to burn up a lot of their bullpen yesterday. That was not ideal. Jason Alexander, he put on a comedy show, not being able to go four innings. You do have Devin Williams, who's going to be available. He's got a sub-225 ERA this season. Brad Boxberger, he's been able to supply a three ERA. And for the Milwaukee Brewers, they rank in the top five in terms of home runs on a per-game basis. As Rowdy Tellez, Willie Adamas, Hunter Renfro, all have been able to supply at least 25 home runs this season with Tellez. Now up to 31. And do have a couple of table setters. Mike Brasso, Jace Peterson, Christian Yelich, who I mentioned before, Renfro, and Colt Wong. Only between a 250 to a 262. Nobody's really hitting above a 262. That has been a tad bit of an issue. Meanwhile, for the New York Mets, one of the best teams at just being able to move the line in general, Pete Alonso actually led the big leagues in home runs on the road last season, and he's got 35 this year as he, Francisco Lindor, Brandon Nimmo, Mark Canna, all in between a 265 to a 275. Sterling Marte has been terrific as he's been able to hit a 290. Now, he has been a little bit banged up, which has certainly hurt this team. It seems as though he'll probably be able to return at some point this season, but rule him out for this one as you've got Jeff McThiel hitting a 320 and Luis Galorme hitting a 280. So these two guys, they're going to be able to hold it down in the meantime. And for the New York Mets, I do think that it's a bullpen that is continuing to improve just a shade as Seth Lugo since the All-Star break has been so much better. He had his struggles towards beginning part of the season post-All-Star break. A sub-3 ERA, Tommy Hunter and Adam Adovino have a sub-3 ERA. Edwin Diaz has been amazing at the closer spot all season long. Alex Claudio, the former Brewer, He's able to give some relatively consistent innings. And for Max Scherzer, he looks solid in his rehab appearances. And Max Scherzer has done this already once this season. Last time he came off the injury list, I believe that he wound up going five scoreless innings against the Cincinnati Reds. I don't think that's necessarily going to be his normal workload. But Matt Max Scherzer has been able to get nearly 11 strikeouts per nine innings. Prior to going on the injury list, he was giving up the deep ball a tab. But still has been rock solid for the Mets all season long. And I think that he gets a leg up because he's in a little bit of better form recently than Corbin Burns because, well, Corbin Burns has just been getting shelled a little bit and is now backed up by a very tired bullpen. Did wind up saying Matola at 7.3 because I don't expect Scherzer to pitch his full allotment of innings like normal, so looking at the over and willing to lay up to a minus 105 with New York. 9.57, 9.58 on the betting board. The Colorado Rockies are going to be playing us the San Francisco Giants. Jacob Junis is going to be going for the Giants at Jag Cool. Hopes to be Mr. Cool for the Rockies. 11.5 is the total. The over is minus 115. The under is minus 105 for San Francisco. You're getting them anywhere between minus 117 and minus 125. Between plus 105 and plus 110 is the number on Colorado. Was willing to go up to a minus 137 with the Giants. It's just been a really bad second half of the season for Chad Cool. If I remember correctly, he has now given up at least three runs in 10 out of his last 11 starts. This guy just has not been able to supply a good start to save his life. And this is a gentleman that has now given up nine home runs over the course of his last five starts. It is not terrific, and for that matter, he has given up at least one home run, and now each out of his last nine starts, and in that time span of his last nine starts, he's given up 16 bombs. He's got a 533 overall for the season, actually a 467 at home compared to a 584 on the road, but regardless of where he is, he's just getting completely smoked. And for Jacob Junis, not like he's getting a whole bunch of strikeouts or anything like that, a little bit under eight punches for nine innings, but you know what? He's been able to hold down the fort both at home and on the road. 391 home ERA, 443 ERA on the road. He faced off against Carl 
Colorado Rockies once this season, giving up three runs in six and two-thirds innings. Not a bad showing, considering the circumstances. He himself has given up right around 1.2 home runs for nine innings. And the San Francisco Giants, no question about it. It's not a bullpen that has been too great, but you do have guys like Alex Young, Jarlin Garcia, throwing their John Brebbia. These guys posting up a sub-3-5 ERA. And you do have Omer Flores and Jack Peterson, both giving you 19-plus home runs this season. Flores has only been able to hit about a 230, as you've got a lot of struggling bats for this team. You could use a little bit more out of guys like Evan Longoria and J.D. Davis hitting in that pocket about a 240. Luis Gonzalez is sitting at 250, really, other than Jock Peterson. It's been a team that struggled in general, but the Colorado Rockies, they rank in the bottom five in the big leagues in terms of bullpen ERA. A lot of these guys have pitched a little bit better at home, like Alex Colme has seen his ERA decrease when he's been at home. Daniel Pard, last few seasons, he's been significantly better at home as well, but there's really not a lot of trusting in so many of these guys, like a Jake Bird or a Justin Lawrence, who both have north of a 425 ERA. And for the Colorado Rockies, they have to deal with going back up to elevation as well, which that's never necessarily too fun for them. Now, with the Rockies, they hit about 40 points higher when they are at home rather than on the road, and their home runs, they go up significantly. They get right around 1.1 home runs per game at home, 0.6 home runs per game on the road. C.J. Crone, he's got 28 home runs this season. He has hit 21 of them when he has been at home. Ryan McMahon, he's got 12 of his 17 home runs coming at home this season. Brendan Rodgers, he has went deep overall 11 times this season, dealing with a little bit of an ailment to his hamstring now, but 10 of those have come at home, so you're able to go down the line for this Colorado Rockies team. I do think that Jacob Junis going to be able to land a relatively solid turn, and Jay Cool, well, it's not been cool for the team, but the Giants, they've had a little bit of a tough time of hitting themselves, so I do think that Cool going to stay more on that side of like three runs surrender before the bullpen gives up a few more, so my total at 11.2 as a result, so looking at the under, and willing to lay up to minus 137 with the Giants. Sign 59.960 on the betting board. It is the Arizona Diamondbacks. They're on the road. They're facing off against the LA Dodgers. To be determined is going to be going for the LA Dodgers. To be determined is on the bump for the Arizona Diamondbacks. This game is completely off the board. Now, David Robertson, prior to Saturday Saturday's game said that it was going to be Clayton Kershaw who is going to be going on Monday. So I'm planning as if it is Kershaw versus Merrill Kelly. This is subject to a lot of change, but if we do get Kershaw versus Kelly, I'd be setting the LA Dodgers as a minus 196 favorite. I'd be willing to lay up to a minus 104 on the run line and set a total of 7.9 to where a 7.5 or less, I'd be looking at the over and 8 or higher to the under for the LA Dodgers. They've actually had their struggles in Clayton Kershaw's starts. They are 7-6 and six in his last 13 overall now. Last time he took the bump, you have to go back to Tuesday on the road against the Arizona Diamondbacks, and he was absolutely masterful. Seven scoreless innings, giving up two hits along the way. I think they had a no-hit bid through like six or something like that, and for the LA Dodgers, they back him up with such an amazing lineup. Trey Turner and Freddie Freeman both have 20 home runs. Both of these guys hitting above a three. Mookie Betts, such a great leadoff hitter. 34 home runs, hitting about a 275, and then... Will Smith, he gets jiggy with it, 350 on base, 22 home runs. Max Muncy, he's had a tough time of being able to hit for average, but a 325 on base, 20 home runs. Trace Thompson, he's hitting a 275 with the team with a 360 on base. Gavin Lux is hitting a 290. You're able to go down the line, but I've been incredibly impressed as well by Merrill Kelly. With Merrill Kelly, he's backed up by a bullpen that ranks dead last in the big leagues in terms of ERA over the last 30 days. As Joe Mantiply has applied a sub-3 ERA, but really past that when you get into Mark Melance and Luis Frias whenever he has been out there. You know, we go down the line of just these bad relief guys like Taylor Widener. And it's not been terrific, but for Merrill Kelly, he's done a nice job holding down the fort now. It's one bugaboo team all season long has been the LA Dodgers. As he's got an 8.50 ERA in four starts against the LA Dodgers. If you take his starts against them out of the equation, he's got 
probably about a 2.30 ERA because overall for the season, 3.01 ERA, 3.05 ERA at home, 2.95 ERA on the road. And on the road, he's given up seven home runs and 79 and a third innings with opponents hitting a buck 92 off of him. And for Arizona, they only get about 0.85 home runs per game when they're at home. Meanwhile, on the road, it's more like 1.3. It's been amazing. Dalton Varsho and Christian Walker have been amazing at being able to match. They combined 58 home runs, both gentlemen hitting between about a 2.35 to 2.45. Quito Marte is also hitting a 2.45. Alec Thomas, he's in that fold as well. Now, you do have guys like Gerardo Perdomo, Cooper Hummel, Jordan Luplo that have not been able to do a good job of being able to move the line, but Stone Garrett is hitting well above a 300. Jake McCarthy has been able to nearly a 300. Josh Ruas, 2.65. So, you do have guys that are starting to move the line, and for the LA Dodgers, even if Clayton Kershaw can't necessarily go a full workload because I know that the Dodgers want to save him for the postseason. You've had so many guys in the bullpen like Caleb Ferguson, Alex Vesia, Evan Phillips provide a sub-3 ERA. You can't trust in Craig Kimbrell at this point, but Chris Martin, who was struggling prior to coming over to the LA Dodgers, he's got a buck 89 ERA with the Dodgers. He has actually been very trustworthy recently for this team. So as a result, in Diamondbacks versus Dodgers, if we do get Kershaw versus Kelly, made the Dodgers minus 196 on the money line up to a minus 104 on the run line and set the total at 7.97 after less looking at an over 8 or higher I will be taking a look at the under 961-962 is the DK Nation pick as the Minnesota Twins they throw to face off against the Cleveland Guardians Cal Quantrill is going to be going for the Guardians and Sonny Gray is on the bump for Minnesota Minnesota a uh, even money to minus 105 pick them price here essentially they're a very very slight underdog meanwhile Cleveland find them as good as a minus 108 as bad as a minus 115 Seven half is the total. Under is minus 120. The over is even. DK Nation pick is going to be on the over. I set my total at a 7.7. I don't think that both teams are going to be lighting the world on fire, especially with Guardians. Both also break having the number one bullpen in terms of ERA in the big leagues. But for Cal Quantrill, very much a pitcher contact guy. And for Cal Quantrill, he's starting to give up a few more runs. He's given up three plus runs and now three out of his last six starts. And for Cal Quantrill, the strikeouts just not there for him once again this season. Not to be uh, necessarily a surprise six half punch outs for nine innings. He does have a 338 home ERA compared to a 371 road ERA, but he has given up also about 1.22 home runs per nine innings when he's been at home this season. Has done a great job of being able to tame down the walks as well, but I do think that the Minnesota Twins are going to be able to get to him a little bit, and both of these bullpens due to the double dip that we got on Saturday, they are quite taxed. This is going to be a little bit tough for both teams as they were able to do a good job of being able to save some bullets but for the Minnesota Twins they had to use their most trustworthy bullpen piece in Yohan Duran and arguably number two in Giovanni Morin yesterday now they still have Gerald Cotton and Caleb Theobar has been a little bit better towards back half of the season but both of these teams even though they don't have a lot of home run power they just do a good job of being able to move the line. Carlos Correa, Gio Urshel, Jose Miranda, Nick Gordon for the Minnesota Twins all hitting above a 270 and then Luis Arias has hit at 317-375 on base you've had Correa be able to supply over 20 20 home runs for the team. Gilberto Salasino has been able to get on base as well. And then for the Cleveland Guardians, all these guys are hitting at least a 275. Jose Ramirez, Amit Rosario, Andres Jimenez, Oscar Gonzalez. These guys have been tremendous, along with Stephen Kwan as well, Josh Naylor, along with Jimenez. Both have between 16 and 17 home runs. Naylor, he's got about a 250 batting average and been able to have about a 250 average out of Tyler Freeman as well. So these guys have been able to do a nice job for the Cleveland Guardians. They actually got six innings out of Cody Morris, which was a 
little bit of a surprise for them, but I do think that you got a guy in Cal Quantro that's not going to get a lot of swings and misses, and then on the flip side for Sonny Gray, his strikeouts per nine rate is below nine, which is the lowest it's been in quite a long time from. For Sonny Gray, he has a 306 road ERA, giving up just four home runs in the course of 50 innings, but I do think that he can be had just a little bit in this circumstance. He's made three starts against the Cleveland Guardians, giving up six runs in 15 and a third innings, so nothing great, nothing terrible on that front, but I do think that with the way that the Guardians do a solid job of being able to move the line with both of these teams being quite tags in the bullpen, and with both of these teams, you could wind up having a 3-3 game. It winds up going to extra innings, and boom, you wind up hitting that over. That is always a possibility with these two teams as well. I do give Cal Quantrill a little bit of a leg up since Cleveland has been able to do a tremendous job of pitching at home, so I'm going to be going with the Guardians in this spot. Set them as a minus-127 as a favorite, and the DK Nation pick going to be on the over. Set by total north of 7.5 out of 7.7, 963-964. On the betting board, the Seattle Mariners, they are on the road. They're facing off against the LA Angels as you've got Logan Gilbert on the bump for Seattle and Jose Suarez goes for the Angels. Angels are in underdog of anywhere between plus 122 and plus 132 and you've got the Seattle Mariners anywhere between minus 140 to a minus 150 7 half to 8 is the total on the 8 under is minus 120. The overs even on the 7 half overs between minus 115 and minus 120 the under is between even and minus 105 all I've got available to me is 7 half so going to be taking a look at the over. I needed at least a plus 130 to take a shot on the Angels and we have gotten there with Jose Suarez. I have been very impressed by what he's been able to do, along with the bullpen of the LA Angels as well. A relatively safe bullpen because Reed Detmers was able to go six nice settings yesterday. They did have to use Jimmy Hergett out of the bullpen, which hurts them a little bit, but Andrew Wants is someone that I've been very impressed with. He's been posting up a sub-3 ERA. You've been able to have Jose Cuiata do a relatively solid job, and Ryan Tapera recently has been touch and go for ERA overall for the season, but still has a little bit of ability there. And then with the Seattle Mariners, no doubt this has been a bullpen that has been very good as Paul Sewell, Penn Murphy, Andres Munoz, Eric Swanson, all posting up a sub-3 ERA this season has been terrific. And Matt Brash, since he went down to the bullpen, has been terrific. Did not cut it as a starter, but he's made 12 appearances over the last three days out of the bullpen. It's not allowed a single run, which has been impressive, but if you look at Logan Gilbert's advanced numbers, his barrel rate is a little bit high. He is doing for a little bit of negative regression. He gets about 8.2, 8.3 strikeouts per nine innings. He's given up less than a home run per nine innings. Shows that he's been a little bit lucky, especially on the road. 295 road ERA, 348 ERA at home on the road. He's given up 10 home runs at 91 and two-thirds innings, so essentially one home run per nine innings, 3.2 walks per nine as well, but I do think that there might be a little bit of a shall we say dark cloud coming for him as in his last five starts he has not allowed a single home run, 20 in the third innings, giving up six runs, five of which were earned. He's been relatively lucky to wriggle out of some of these spots. And Jose Suarez has been pitching very well recently. Three runs of fear given up in each out of his last five starts. And we're able to date it back a little bit further as well as for Mr. Suarez. He has now given up three runs of fear in each out of his last eight starts. The swing and miss stuff, it's starting to pick up a little bit for him as he's been able to get about 8.6 strikeouts per nine innings, 1.2 home runs per nine at home. He's been the same as he's been on the road. 386 home area, 383 ERA on the road, giving up six home runs in between 44 and two-thirds and 46 and two-thirds innings, depending upon if he is at home rather than on the road. And for the LA Angels, they're just starting to get a lot of production at the top of the fold because since Mike Trout has come back, he has been a force. 
Back-to-back games without a home run for Mike Trout. Someone call the papers because he must be struggling. I'm kidding, of course, but you've got he, along Shoy Otani, both providing north of 33 home runs. Both of these guys hanging between a 265 and a 276. Luis Ranifo, he's hanging at 275. He went deep twice yesterday. Taylor Ward is up in the same post all-star break, but he's hanging at 270 now. You do have guys like Mike Ford, Mangolia Sierra, Joe Adele, Michael Stefanovich towards the bottom of the fold that have not been great, but those top four slash five for the Angels have been tremendous, and for the Seattle Mariners, they've actually got the lowest batting average in the American League post-All-Star break. You have had Cal Raleigh Couple with Julio Rodriguez and, and Eugenio Suarez. I'll be able to go deep for at least 23 home runs this season. You did notice that Julio Rodriguez got a day off yesterday. I believe that's what Suarez did as well. They should be back in the fold for this one. But you do have a lot of guys that they believe something to be desired at the plate as. You've got Kirk Casale, the backup catcher. Abraham Toro, Raleigh, I mentioned a little bit earlier. Dylan Moore, Carlos Santana. All hitting below a 225 tie. France has been able to 278. J.P. Crawford hitting about a 250 as well. But I do think that Jose Suarez is going to continue his very good second half of the season. I do think that Logan Gilbert doing for a little bit of negative regression. This is going to be a daytime game in Los Angeles. Ball should be able to carry a little bit better than it does during the nighttime. So set my toe at 7.7 out of 7.5 looking at the over. Plus 130 or greater willing to fire in on the Angels as well. 9.65 9.66 on the betting board. It is the Tampa Bay Rays. They play also Houston Astros as Luis Garcia goes for the Astros and Drew Rasmussen. It's on the bump for Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is between a minus 110 to a minus 120 favorite between even money and plus 105. The number on Houston's is the total. The under is minus 115. The over is minus 105. Been very impressed by the Rays bullpen and been incredibly impressed by Drew Rasmussen in general, which is why I did set the Rays at a minus 116. So I'm going to be willing to lay the number with Tampa Bay. Jason Adam along with Pete Fairbanks are both supplying a sub-2 ERA for this bunch. It has been really nice to be able to see them. Brooks, Rayleigh, Colin Pooch have been very solid out there in the bullpen as well, but let's hit on the starter, Andrew Rasmussen, who has been just amazing the second half of the season overall, giving up about .75 home runs per nine innings, but at home, 197 ERA. He's given up four home runs over the course of 64 innings. Over his last five starts, a 267 ERA. He has done a great job of not putting guys on cheaply as well. About two walks per nine innings, and then for Luis Garcia, he last year was significantly better at home than he was on the road. Complete opposite this year. 495 home ERA compared to a 306 road ERA. Given up to seven home runs in 67 and two-thirds innings on the road compared to 15 bombs in 72 and two-thirds innings when he has been at home. Opponents are about a 214 off of him when he is on the road now. Last 30 days, 371 ERA. He's been dealing with a few ailments. He's been throwing off of his rotational start schedule just a little bit as well. So, a bit of an issue now. The answer is they are number one in the big leagues in terms of bullpen ERAs. Brian Abreu throwing their Rafael Montero, Ryan Stanek. These guys have been able to give you a sub-3 ERA. They have been tremendous. Ryan Presley has still been very good in the bullpen as well. So, got a lot of pieces that you're able to utilize on that front. And for the Houston Astros, you still have a trio of guys outside of Jordan Alvarez that will be able to give you over 21 home runs this season as Alex Bregman, Kyle Tucker, Jose Altuve all in that fold. Altuve hitting a 290. Bregman, 375 on base and Kyle Tucker. He's up to 28 bombs. He's hitting about a 260. Jeremy Pena has been a very good fill-in for Carlos Correa. 18 bombs, hitting about a 250. Now I have a nice hitting catcher as well in... Christian Vasquez has been with about a 275 this season, and then for Jordan Alvarez, he had that three home run game 
against Oakland a few days ago. And as a matter of fact, I believe that he's now got five home runs over the course of his last four games. He has been incredible for this Astros bunch, but you also do have a Tampa Bay Rays team that they just do a good job of being able to put back to ball as you've got a north of 300 hitter and Harold Ramirez that is back and doing a good job of being able to move the line. Limited at-bats, but Jonathan Aranda is also hitting above a 300. Manuel Margot, Yandy Diaz are both hitting between about a 285 to 295 with Diaz. A four-arm base, Randy Orozarena and Juan Franco both hitting in that fold of about a 260 with Orozarena being one of two guys that has hit more than 10 home runs for this team as the other is Isaac Paredes. Leaves a little bit of something to be desired in terms of batting averages. He, G. Manchoy, Jose Siri, Taylor Walls, all in below a 230. But for the Tampa Bay race, I do think that the pitching is going to be able to get it done. And I do think that this is going to be a very low scoring game. Astros have played right around 60% of their games to the under because they have been the best bullpen in the big league. So, somebody told 6.8, looking under, one to lay up to a minus 115 with the Rays as well. We wrap things up with 967, 968 on the bang board. The Detroit Tigers at the road face off against the Baltimore Orioles as Tyler Wells hopes to pitch. Wells for the Baltimore Orioles and Tyler Alexander is going for the Tigers. In the battle of Tyler's, you've got the Baltimore Orioles between a minus 185 to a minus 195 favorite. Between plus 160 and plus 170 is the number. On Detroit, it is the total. The over is minus 115. The under is minus 105. Did what make my total a 7.9 with the Detroit Tigers. They have been the worst scoring offense in the American League as You've got Tucker Barnard, Jonathan Scope, Akil Badu, Cody Clemens, Spencer Torkelson. Need we go down the line? Ryan Kreidler, all hitting a 220 or lower. Javi Baez has been not so great out there in the field. He's gotten a few days off recently as well. And his 14 home runs were in mid-September. Currently lead the team. That's not too terrific. Now, what else is not too terrific is that the Detroit Tigers, since the beginning of the month of August, are in the bottom 10 in the big leagues in terms of bullpen array. So, but able to get good innings out of guys like Andrew Chafin, Jason Foley, Jose Cicerno, all providing a 325 ERA or better. We have seen Alex Lang go down a little bit. He's got right around a 380 ERA. Will Vest, Gregory Soda, they've had a tough time of it, but for the Baltimore Orioles, big win yesterday to pretty much put their playoff hopes that were on life support and keep them alive. You've got Joey Crebiel, Dylan Tate, CNL Perez, Keegan Aiken, Felix Batista, all supplying a sub 3 2 ERA and great overall balance in this lineup. Anthony Santander has been the main home run hitter with 27 home runs as he throw in there. Ramon Urias, Austin the Saves Kid, Ryan Mountcastle, running between about a 240 to a 250, throwing their Ryan McKenna as well. Ellie Rushman has been able to about a 255 with a 365 on base. Cedric Mullins, good table setter, hitting a 265 as well. And then when it comes to the starter in this spot, Tyler Wells, he spent quite a bit of time on the injured list, has come back and has looked relatively solid in his two starts. It was an easing back start. First time out against the Toronto Blue Jays, he went just two innings, and then he went four against Washington Nationals, giving up two runs. Got to figure that he's probably going to throw about five innings, but he's backed up by one of the best bullpens in the big leagues. And for Tyler Alexander, he's fully stretched out after he was spending a lot of time in the bullpen. He just hasn't been good in general, giving up three-plus runs in four out of his last five starts and four-plus runs in three out of his last four, posting up a 7.30 ERA on the road giving up more than two home runs per nine innings, 11 home runs in 37 innings, so that's more like two and a half home runs per nine innings opponents, hitting a 329 off of them, which is why you do have a little bit of trepidation with an under, but I do think that the rest of the Detroit Tigers going to be able to do an okay job of being able to pick it up, and I do think that the Detroit Tigers are going to have a very tough time scoring against the Baltimore Orioles. If you're taking a look at this Orioles run line, you're getting a plus number on it, anywhere between plus 105 and plus 110, despite the fact that I do think that this is going to be a lower scoring game. I do trust 
awesome. The Orioles holding down the Detroit Tigers. I was going to lay up to a minus 105 with the Orioles. So I'm going to be taking a look at that Baltimore run line, and I'm taking a look at the 800, and that will wrap things up for the Monday edition of the Baseball Betting Show, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. Big thanks to Christian. He does great work at the Monumental Sports Network. He joined me in the last segment. If you do like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, Baseball Betting Show, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you've got a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you've got one or two ways to be able to find those in. First one is by Twitter timeline at unit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters EM. Maybe it does not matter. As per usual, please send these into the timeline. The other way, it is via an Apple Podcast review. If you read this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're about firing whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Find that five star review coming at you guys every single day throughout the baseball season. That means I'm coming at you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s, dance away with hip-hop beats, and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.